You're listening to the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch. Can't wait! Can't 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 wait! It's all weekend, baby. On 97.5, 1280, the Zone in the Zone Sports Network. show here 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network and we are live and alive. I'm Adrian Leiser here with Jake Hatch. Jake, what's up? What's up? Not too much. Uh, beautiful we, day today. It is a beautiful day. It's warm. The snowstorm came through yesterday and tried to kill us all but it, we get a beautiful day afterwards. That was a fast snowstorm. Yeah, it was. Too. It blew through in what? Three, four hours yeah. and then you said gone. you got to because you get to work around <laughs> five-ish? 4.35 a.m. Four. somewhere in there. And that's so, definitely when I come in when I cover for yeah, you. I, so when Not. I when I rolled in, I so I, I got I got to the parking lot, which uh-huh. is right across from Vivint Smart Home Marina. I drove in. Roads were fine. It was just windy, like the south wind had still been blowing. The second I parked my car, all of a sudden, here comes the snow. You know, it's funny too. The day before, I was talking to Lloyd. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to get up early so I can look out the window and see how long it's going to take me to get to work." Of course, <laughs> I didn't. I overslept and then but i still got to work on time yeah but i like didn't get up when i wanted to to see how the snow was but it was a big storm but yes beautiful day and we are out here on remote we are here at tim daly nissan here at 4528 south state street in murray uh really easy to find we're right on state street in my neck of the woods jake took me about well, it took me about 30 minutes to get here because I had to stop and get you lunch because of our lunch bet yes. with the Vikings and the Niners. But, Go Niners. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a citizen of Murray and uh, happy to be here in my neck of the woods. And uh, come see us. We've got a ton of gear here. Uh, remember, 4528 South State Street. Uh, we've got jazz shirts, jazz beanies, jazz parking signs, jazz seatbelt uh, pads, uh, we've got, looks like one, like a zip-up hoodie. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty cool. We've got tons of different types of shirts and our guy kyle also has stars tickets so if you want to come by and see the salt lake city stars who are probably the i want to say they got to be one of the top teams in the g league as far as record they, goes they've been jostling back and forth with yeah. the wisconsin herd atop the western conference yep and they um they had that extended win streak of course won the g league showcase and Correct. Um, they've got some great players, Darrell Brantley, Mie Oni, those Justin Wright Foreman. Those guys are killing it down there with the Stars. And uh, if, if you want to go see great basketball and have a fun night out, the Stars is the way to go because it's very family-friendly, very affordable. But we got we make it extra affordable today, Jake, Yeah, because we have tickets for you. Free. Free tickets. Yeah, so free. Stop come on down, by. check it out, and uh, we'll be here till 4 o'clock, and oh. we love being out and about. Yeah, that's pretty convenient. Salt Lake City Stars tipping off right now in Westchester against the Westchester Knicks. Oh, very cool. There you go. Obviously, we're not giving away tickets for that game. No. The, they'll be back home on Wednesday, the 22nd, uh, taking on the Agua Caliente Clippers. I think that kicks off like a 
four or five game homestand for the yeah. Stars. You got an opportunity here. Come get some tickets and really go out and have some fun out there. It's all like community college. And obviously, have you have you been one of the games that they have when they have them at the Vivint Smart Home Marine? Yes, yeah, yeah. pretty cool environment in that. Yeah, it's way cool. Too. They kind of uh, they put back part of the lower bowl uh-huh. so they can still keep the bounce houses and the. Yeah. But they play on the Jazz Court, and it's cool, man. They're going to have that on the 24th. They're taking on the Stockton Kings at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Sweet. So come check that out as well. we got a fun show today, Jake. Um, we're going to hear from a couple of college football coaches here in the state. We've got big Jazz news to get into. We had a big, uh, a fun, really fun basketball game yeah. a couple of days ago. Should be another fun one tonight. Uh, we've got NFL playoffs to go through. Correct. There's a lot going on, and I guess right now we should make a small little announcement. Okay. For our show, uh-huh. as we're taking this baby on the road again, as we'll be filling in for Tony and Austin on Monday. We are, yeah. So if you like us at all, stick around Monday, 10 to noon. Yep. Uh, Tony and Austin are doing the big show, mm-hmm. and so we've gotten called up from uh, from the minors. That's the bullpen. And we they're, got they're, they're, we got called the, up from the, the bees. The manager, and, uh, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> playing for the Halos next week. <laughs> And uh, but for one day, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to do that. We'll uh, big thanks to our, our management for letting us even do that. So yeah, it should apparently be a lot we're of fun. doing something right to be able to get on regular. Yeah. and I think we'll have a shoot around show. That's cool. That's my that's our plan. So we will not break from that. We'll still have the jazz shoot around show. The only I believe the only team that does that in the NBA is we bring live coverage of Utah Jazz shoot-around after they finish and talk to the media as they'll yeah. play the Pacers on Monday. So. And it's a really unique thing that you guys do on that show, in particular with that shoot-around yeah. show, because I don't know how many other stations in the country have live local programming all day long. Right. They can take that show, march it into the yep. into the Zions Bank basketball facility and be like, all right, here's the interview as it's happening live. It's a fascinating, really cool facet of what we have with the zone. Yep, and uh, Tony and Austin do a great job with that as well. So, uh, we will be with you on Monday. Should be a lot yeah. of fun, Jake. All right. Uh, so, like I said, jazz. Lots of jazz talk today. We'll get into some college basketball as well. Correct. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how many teams we thought might be making the tournament. We'll talk about how that number has probably changed since the last week. It's spoke. dwindled down it's, a little it's bit. It's whittled away a little <laughs> bit, but uh, we'll get into that. So, a lot of fun today here on The Zone. And uh, let's get it started. Let's go back a couple games ago. And then we will get into tonight's game and some of the news coming out uh, yesterday and today regarding some roster availability for the Jazz. But let's start with last game, Jazz versus the Pelicans. Eric, if you please. Ingram will inbound. I wouldn't be surprised they don't run the exact same play. It is the exact same play. Ingram trying to flare out to the wing. He catches. He drives. He fires with two seconds. He hits. Brandon Ingram gets payback on Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz. Point two seconds left. 122-121. Ingram, uh, Ingles inbounding over Ingram. Lobs to the rim. Tap. We got a foul. We got a foul. Holy smokes, they called a foul. 122-121. Gobert at the line. Crowd outraged. The foul was called. Gobert bends and delivers and hits. What a game. Donovan working career high with 46. Drive. Kicks out to Bogdanovich. Thinks about a left corner three. He's off balance. Throws back up top turnover. 
Moore has the steal. Moore to the basket. Double clutches. Foul on Donovan, and he finishes. Uh, there are great calls there from the overtime thriller. Pelicans uh, defeat the Jazz and their 10-game win streak, Jake. 138-132 in just a fun, fun, fun basketball game. Mm-hmm. It kind of had a lot of everything. It had controversy. It had stars going crazy. <laughs> it had, you know, overtime. It, it was such a fun game. And Brandon Ingram and that duel with Donovan Mitchell, I, I tweeted out during the game, you know, defense is really cool and fun, but sometimes it's just in the NBA it's fun to watch two guys just be unstoppable and that was donovan mitchell and brandon ingram that night brandon ingram got the better of it of that battle as he had uh, 49 points and uh not only that uh, i thought david Locke made a great point during the broadcast he said they're winning because of his points but his passing was incredible especially down late the game he was a superstar who was being unselfish because he found favors a couple times for dunks, really nice plays, and uh, just a great game. Uh, Before we get into kind of the ending, though, it's a fun game. It was awesome to watch Donovan do what he did as well. Yeah, so he ties his career high with 46 points in that game, and that third quarter run that he had of his own uh, where he, what was it, was it 12 straight points, I think? I think he had 18 in the quarter, and yeah. He took over that game in the third quarter, and you have to tip your cap to Brandon Ingram because he outdueled Donovan Mitchell. He gets the 49 points, obviously, but to see Donovan Mitchell go out there because he didn't have a great first half in this game, but he goes out in the second half, really takes over third quarter, and he continued to help lift the Jazz into having a chance to win this game. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to talk about the last, what, the last 10 seconds, it yeah. feels like, and that whole controversy. The last point two seconds, yeah, almost. But, yeah, but the, the whole... The, the whole game itself, it was an instant classic. And it kind of makes me think right now, these two teams, when they square off, it's been pretty yeah, back and forth. So I wonder if there's like a little bit of a miniature rivalry developing here between New Orleans and the Jazz. Yeah, of course. What, uh, I believe it's 128, 126 the first time they Correct. met. Correct, yep. Uh, a lot of scoring in that game. And that one, of course, ended in controversy as well. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I feel like the, the city of New Orleans was about to revolt against referees. <laughs> As uh, if it wasn't for the national title game, who knows how sports fans in Louisiana would be feeling. But yeah, um, it's true. Yeah, it's a, it, it was a great game, and you know the controversy at the end. Obviously, Brandon Ingram makes that great play, and he, uh, you know, he hits that baseline jumper. Such a great drawn-up play by the Pelicans. Rudy Gobert gets fouled. Uh, the controversy being, do you call a foul that late in a game? And uh, you know, what's what's the rule on that? I've always thought you call a foul no matter what. Yeah, the foul's a foul, never, yes. They never call every single foul, so it's yeah. hard to tell. Um, I'm su- I will say this. I was surprised they called it. Yeah, I, I think all of us were because I, uh, I was sitting there, and I'm like, you called that foul? Like with .2 seconds for me. <laughs> like it kind of remind, it reminded me of, you know, a, a Hail Mary when, uh, you know, everyone just kind of jostles for position in a Hail yep. Mary, and the refs never call pass interference. No. And uh, yeah, and it was Jackson. To me, it looked like it was. Apparently, in the two-minute report, they did not um, yeah. we've deem it a foul. But we've traditionally seen NBA officials most games a situation like that. They swallowed that whistle yeah. and the game's over. And there is something that you said that the, the official. I don't remember what the what, who the official's name was in that situation. Mm-hmm. There's says something there that they had the stones to call that foul because. Yeah. 
you're on, that's that's it's a, it was a tough call for yeah. the Pelicans. Like yes. it was it was a foul, but it was a tough call. Yeah. And I felt like it was a foul because I felt like PK described it yesterday as kind of a high low block in football where you had Jackson Hayes going low and yeah. it, it was Rudy got beat up and there was only one play that was happening in that situation. You go to the rim. Everybody in the arena knew it. Everybody on the court knew it. You knew where the only play on the court was going to happen is to have a lob to the rim and hope that you can get it in before the buzzer goes off. Did that call cement the Rudy respect level in the NBA up to a lot of these other guys who get a lot of respect around the basket? I think it seemed like a star call. Oh, it was a superstar call. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that And it was a foul, but I I feel like if, say it was Jackson Hayes against – yeah. Uh, who's another big in the Western Conference? Uh, I, let's say Alex Len. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he plays. Who's he, he plays play? for Atlanta? I but think anyway, play. yeah. If it's Hayes and Alex Len, they're probably just letting those guys jossie it, it out. It's over. But yeah. Rudy Gobert is—he is just—he's playing such a high level, and he's demanded so much respect now in the NBA that that definitely felt like a star call. Which actually, I kind of—I thought it was kind of cool, kind of. I think, Compliment. Sh- I think it shows that Rudy's um, respect among officials around the league is going up. I'm not necessarily yeah. convinced he's getting superstar treatment per se, but that situation but that and that situation, incident, yeah. he did get the benefit because he is one of the rising stars in yeah. this league. And the, for whatever you, you think of officials, et cetera, they are people, and guess what? They know who the best players on the court yeah. are. They know that. And it, it's it, there's an inherent um, – Call what you will, bias, uh, favoritism, whatever you want to call it, it's always going to exist in basketball. And I will, I, I do like the fact that Rudy got the benefit of the doubt on that call. He got that call because of his, I think, his status in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But, yes, it obviously <laughs> infuriated New Orleans fans. New Orleans Pelicans players also were frustrated, obviously. But credit to them. They hung in there, and Rudy Gobert then in overtime. Oh, they just didn't get a whistle at all. They yeah. just didn't, and then Rudy fouls out. He fouls over, out. Yeah. On a play that I thought, okay, whatever. Like the the two minute report says that one wasn't. A foul. I'm like, okay, you know what? I yeah. I don't even know what is a foul and what isn't anymore. But they deemed it like the they deemed leg contact, yes. which you don't hear that often. But yeah, um, yeah, he fouls out. Of course, the Pelicans going to win a game. The win streak comes to an end, Jake, mm-hmm. and but they've won 15 of they, seven. They've won 15 of 17. The 10 in a row. No matter who you're beating, is an impressive streak. Correct. Yes. And one loss obviously doesn't derail the season, and um, it's so funny. You know, fans will, after a 10 game win streak and an overtime loss, they'll still melt down after the loss. And you can, <laughs> I, I would say, it, it's okay to lose a game like that on the road against the Pelicans, a team that knows you're the hottest team in the NBA, mm-hmm. or one of the hottest teams. Yeah. And knows that the last time you played, they feel like they got screwed out of a game correct yeah well and you know report backed them up on that one yeah yeah, and so you you you, the jazz went in there with the target on the back a little bit and that's because of the reputation they've built and it was an incredible streak and i'm sure they'll have another extended win streak this season but this that was the streak to try to make hay and they did it we talked about it way before it even started you and i but this was when and not that we were breaking any ground but that was that was the time to do it and don't know if we expected 10 in a row because that's really difficult in the NBA. Oh, absolutely. But they did it, and which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, so the Jazz right now sit in fourth in the Western Conference. They're one game back of second place with the Denver Nuggets sitting there in second. Clippers are a half game in front of them as well. They're at 29 and 13. So the nice part is the Jazz, they, they flew up the standings, and 
they're going to sit there and be in contention the rest of the way it looks like. And that's that's the positive, I think, coming out of all this, is that they're going to be able to stay next. David Locke yesterday with DJ and PK says that he feels like the Jazz have really established themselves as one of the four or five top, among the top four or five best teams in the NBA overall. Mm-hmm. And I would tend to agree with him. He, we've seen some impressive outings from the Jazz of late. It's been fun to see them move up the standings and, like, what you said we we're not breaking news here that hey the jet no they they did what they needed needed to do now you and i have also talked about coming up here starting on monday when they face off against the indiana pacers it starts a run of okay here are some big dogs and here's we'll find out how good you really are in those games but tonight they got the the sacramento kings as their next game and the big news coming out of that is might have mike conley back yeah and uh we'll talk about that real quick i just wanted to ask you now that they're fourth they've been as high as second yeah do you feel like they've kind of cemented their foothold into the top four of the Western Conference? Based on or how, or are we going to see maybe a little more fluctuation? Because I, I feel like even though they're only a game up in the win column over Dallas and mm-hmm. two games up over Houston, I sort of feel like they've kind of they're going to be sitting in this top four. Now it's just I don't think they're going to catch the Lakers, but now it's going to be some jockeying between those. Second, third, and fourth. Yeah, I that's think, kind of the sense I feel. Yeah, I think so. I think the Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, I think are kind of the four best in the West, and mm-hmm. they probably should be kind of jostling around in the top four. That's not to say that the yeah, Dallas or Houston can't make a run at it uh, to mm-hmm. enter the top four there, but I, I think you're right. I think that the the perception now for the Jazz is okay. You got to stay in this top four. You have to earn that home court advantage in the yeah. first round. And you're hoping that you can get a second or third seed so you can have the Lakers potentially in the Western Conference yeah. Finals versus in the Conference Semifinals. But I think at this point, with how the Jazz have been playing, yeah, I think the expectation now is raised to, okay, you guys are now in the top four. Now you stay there. Now you jostle for position for these guys and get, your, get yourself in the most advantageous position, if at all possible, for the best matchups in a potential run at the Western Conference Finals. And honestly, those these top four teams are great teams. They are. Yeah, they're great teams. And mean, we, haven't, we haven't seen the Jazz play the Nuggets yet this right. year. Right. And that, sh- that should be a really good one. The Nuggets, they're, they're kind of the team that ran everybody back this year. Correct. There always seems to be a team that does that. You know, they try to give another run. Mm-hmm. You know, they Porter has become a great addition for them that they kind of yeah. took her they took a flyer on him because of his injury and he dropped so far in the draft yeah. and uh we, he played 14. like one game in college and uh then was hurt and he came they picked him up and he's turned out to be a good piece but uh like you mentioned jake tonight the jazz take on the kings who uh, are missing a couple guys but like Rashawn holmes is out tonight questionable on bogdan bogdanovich the other bogdanovich and um mm-hmm. who was it that was uh, Bielitsa, Bielitsa is probable, probable I yep. believe. So, uh, but for the Jazz, the big news: Mike Conley probable for tonight. Uh, he will be. That means he'll be making his return to the team. Correct. What? What is the? What do you think the method will be for? He'll probably be on a minutes restriction. Absolutely, yes. I would expect him to be back in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. But I, I also kind of get the feeling that I, it, you're going to see a little bit of a curve again with him coming back to the lineup. And I would – the easy thing to do is going to be to freak out if it doesn't look exactly like it has in this 10-game win streak. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel, though, in my opinion, if Conley had been healthy, they still probably win all 10 games like they did in that win streak. Probably, I, I yeah. think they still probably do. But I, I, there's going to be another, another round of growing together now with Conley returning to the lineup. But I think that's necessary because he 
is their best chance to be the best team that they can be, I believe, when he's healthy. So could be slow, but it's exciting to have him back on the court. Yeah, it is. And I think that what you're going to be looking at now with Mike Conley coming back is, okay, how does how soon does he reintegrate with the team, and can he play better than he has we saw earlier this year? Yeah. He's been out for a long time with that hamstring. We saw what for it's ha- been a long we, time. It's a half game he's played, and feels like uh, almost two months at this point. It's probably a month and a half, I guess. Is looking back, I look at the last December second, I believe, is when he wow. got hurt the first time, and then I think it was December seventeenth, if I recall correctly, that he played that half of that game and then he got re-injured. So mm-hmm. he's been out for a significant, significant amount, a period of time here, and you're going to look at it now is okay okay how soon can he get reintegrated into this lineup get to work with his teammates and how soon does it like you said does it look in sync with his teammates and yeah he's played only 22 games this year yeah it, or he's appeared in 22 games okay. so yeah. um and they've and that, now we're at 42 yeah, so he's missed we're, a good chunk we're, of games. we're past the halfway point of the season yeah. now officially so the, the the interesting part now is yes how quickly can he reintegrate he will be on a minutes restriction I would expect you're going to see him start tonight, and you'll probably see Royce O'Neal go to the bench. That's kind of what I'm guessing is going to be the lineup mm-hmm. adjustment there. But I don't expect Mike Conley, unless he's really balling out tonight in his return, to finish the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. I could see him starting the game tonight. He plays I, between the 15 and 20 minutes. I'm guessing that will probably be on the minutes restriction. And then once he's done, he's on the bench getting rehab, and they're going to take it very slow, working him back up to a full workload here because they don't want to have what happened last time where he comes in, plays half of a game, gets re-injured, and he's out for another significant stretch. Hamstrings are tricky. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you saw you saw the – the, the Rockets have one hamstring away from defeating the Warriors. Correct, yes. Uh, Ricky Rubio had his hamstring mm-hmm. right when he was playing the best he had in a Jazz uniform. And, and he goes yeah. down right before another series. So you've got to be careful with those hamstrings. They're tricky. And anybody who's ever had a hamstring injury, I don't care what level you've played at or what type of athlete, et cetera, you are, you yeah. know how tricky it is to get that back to full health and to trust it fully. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the, another interesting element to this is, okay, how healthy does Mike feel? Because there's a mental aspect to all of this. Is being able to trust your hamstring that you make that cut, it's not going to give out on you. you. You've got to be able to trust that. So, And you see that with players all the time yes. who come back fully, quote, unquote, 100%. Yeah. And then you watch them make moves that they didn't before they were hurt. Correct. Or they don't attempt to do something that they <laughs> used to do before they were hurt. Yeah. Because there's, there's just something about trusting your body again after it. After you suffer something, and not that a hamstring injury is like catastrophic, no, but, but it's enough to make you think. It is, and that I mean, I've rolled my ankle, and I've been scared to get out of bed, you know, because well, you don't, don't want to you don't want to take that first step on the floor and just hurt. So. I did that earlier this week. Did you see my tweet about that? No, by the I way? didn't. Okay, we need to have story time at some point during the show. I got to tell you about my whole debacle of winning Dad of the Year in my mind, and okay, I'm excited for this. Roughing myself up in the process—that was a story and a half. It comes from Monday, actually. We can get to that. We'll do that on the other side. I'm excited for this. This is a great story. My wife has been laughing all week about it at me. Anyways, but getting back to what you're saying is Mike Conley, as he works himself back in. Yeah, will his floater be back magically? I hope he takes less floaters. Personally, I hate the floaters. My least favorite shot in the league. As PK says, get rid of the floater. And I, I think that Mike Conley's got to understand this offense for the Jazz is a high-volume, high-three-point shot mm-hmm. system. So guess what? Let it fly from three. Because your teammates, you've got four of them averaging 40% or more from beyond the arc. That's been a big key of what the Jazz's offense in terms of it really coming to life. has just been shooting the three at a high clip. I wonder how long it's going to take Mike Conley to kind of get integrated into what the Jazz have been doing offensively and how it may adjust to fit his skill set a little bit because 
He's not necessarily the world's most prolific three-point shooter. I think he's a solid three-point shooter, mm -hmm. but he likes to play in the lane as well. And we already have a guy like Emmanuel Moutier showing that it can work in this offense, that you want to attack the rim, have some of those fadeaway jumpers, etc., as long as they're not outnumbering yeah. the amount of three-point shots beyond the arc. Yeah, and I, I, I think Conley, the one benefit maybe to being down has been that he's watched yeah, a little bit and watched it succeed. He's been say, sitting on the bench for quite a while now, sitting next to those coaches. Yep, and it wasn't necessarily working, mm -hmm. but this is kind of a new roster that he's going to be playing with, obviously. and so Yeah, Jordan Clarkson saw the first defeat he's had since he joined the Jazz when they lost to New Orleans. Right, because so. he was, you know, Conley was inactive for uh -huh. all the games leading up to that Miami game, and then following Miami is when all the changes were made. And so – He's had a chance to watch in the system and with all the new pieces. I, I think he's going to have success, but I wouldn't expect it to be a booming right off, you know, right out of an injury, have a incredible Correct. night. Yeah. And I still think the Jazz win tonight, but I can see people, you know, fans getting a little worried. They're the obvious thing that you know, if it doesn't go well, you know what it's going to look like on like Twitter. Yeah, well, going to say Mike Conley's the problem, blah blah blah. But that's not true. I want to make a plea yeah. to Jazz fans if you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Be patient yeah, with Mike exactly. Conley because he's coming off a hamstring injury. He's played half of a f basketball game. And it feels like almost – yeah, it's almost two months at this point. He was hurt on – the first game he missed was against the Lakers on okay. December 4th. 4th, okay, okay. So there you go. And then he played, like you said, on the 17th. Also, I got, the, I got one of the dates. Yeah, right he came back on the 17th. Played the half. Yeah, played the half game. and then has been out since. So, so. it's a month and a half. He has yeah. seen half of a game's worth yeah. of action. So – be patient with him. I, I do want to get into something I feel like the Jazz lineup can become, another okay. team in that's amongst the best in the NBA, that I feel like the Jazz, with Mike Conley returning, that they may be able to kind of emulate in terms of their lineup. So we can get to that on the other side as well as my dad of the year story. All right. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get more into this matchup tonight as uh, the Kings are in town, a team that I thought was going to be a little better than they've shown. But they got they've, a lot of talent, that's They've for got sure. a lot of talent. Should be a good one. Love a couple of the pieces that they have, but they also blew it mm -hmm. in the all-time draft blowing it category where they left a guy named Luka Doncic and decided, <laughs> nah, he's not our guy. And uh, so we'll get into the Kings game tonight, also NFL playoffs. We'll let you hear from Kalani Satake and Gary Anderson, head coaches at BYU and Utah State, as they were on the station this weekend. Um, don't forget, we're here at Tim Daly Nissan here in Murray. Super easy to find. We've had listeners coming in. We've got Stars tickets. We've got... Um, jazz t-shirts, a couple beanies. Correct. Um, so we've got a few supplies left, so come on, check it out. Um, and then we're also coming up next, Jake, It is you have to tell your story. Yeah. Dad of the year. In my mind. In his mind. That's a tease. Yeah. You're not going to want to miss it. That's all coming up here on the Saturday show on the Zone Sports Network. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store. We've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show with Adrian Lizer and Jake Hatch on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to Saturday Show here on The Zone Sports Network. We're here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street. Come see us. We've got shirts. We've got signs. We've got beanies. We've got stars tickets. We've got seatbelt covers. We've got it all, Jake. 
that we we've do. We've got it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, come down to see us. We've had a few listeners come by already. Yeah. It's nice to talk to people who are out and about listening to us. And we appreciate all of you. And if you like it, please uh, podcast the Saturday show on uh, your Zone app. And yeah. well, you can get anywhere it your, you get it for your yeah. podcasting. Or if you listen to podcasts, you can find Just search the Saturday show and it'll pop up. You can listen to all three hours. Get them up pretty quick once we finish an hour. And it's yep. a blast. Eric gets them up right away. So uh, Eric back in the studio. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AP Lizer. That's L-E-I-S-E-R. You can follow Jake on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. And don't miss his daily BYU sports podcast, Locked on Cougars, on the uh, Locked on Sports Network. Jake does a great job with that. And uh, he's got listeners all around the world. So you might as well just be one of those <laughs> listeners from all around the world. We do have some fun with it, that's for yeah, sure. And uh, you do it every day, and it's impressive that you get one of those done daily. It's fun. I enjoy I cover BYU heavily for the station. It just kind of fits right in line with what I'm doing already. Yeah. So it works um, out. Uh, before we get into your story, Mr. Okay. Father of the Year, uh, I don't have children, so I'm, in, I'm ready okay. to hear this story. Yeah, this should is. be a good one. I think you'll enjoy uh, it. A little update on tonight with Mike Conley. This is from Sham Sharania. Uh, he said he's told Conley the plan is to come off the bench and have a minutes restriction. So we did think there was going to be a minutes restriction. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe he would be in the starting lineup, but it looks like he may come off the bench, at least according to Shams. At least, yeah, for tonight's game. And that's, for that, tonight, yes. That'll be interesting because that makes me wonder how they're going to go about the rotations, if that, if that makes sense. Because we've seen them with the Jazz rotating, mm, keeping one or two starters point. in there with that bench, you know, when Jordan Clarks and Emmanuel Moutier, Tony Bradley come in to kind of help balance the scoring load in a way. But you have a guy like Mike Conley who's a pretty proven option offensively throughout his career. I wonder how that affects how Quinn Snyder will rotate guys tonight. Yep, and and uh, how it uh, affects um, guys like Moutier yes. and Clarkson what, mm-hmm. at that guard position, what happens to their minutes. Um, but this is... You know, everyone kind of knew this was coming, and if I know, if I know guys like Royce O'Neal and you know these guys who we watched for a few years, Jake Royce is going to come off the bench with the same level of enthusiasm that he always has, Correct. even if he's put there from the starting lineup. He's just a guy who goes out and gets the job done, no matter what role he's put in. Yeah, so. Royce Royce likes his role in the NBA. He understands it. He embraces it. And that's the nice part about it. I feel like so. What I teased before this, Adrian, is I think tonight actually might be more evidence of what I. W- envision for the Jazz. This is just my thought. I don't talk to me on, anybody on the inside. This is just me looking at it from the outside. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the Jazz could emulate a little bit more of what the Denver Nuggets do. Let me explain. That is sacrilege around here, Jake. I get that. I get that. But Two the, teams you never compare the Jazz to if you want fans <laughs> to like you, and that's the Nuggets and the Rockets. I'm aware. I'm aware. But the Nuggets, they very much platoon their their lineup. They go about 10 deep, I feel like, out there in Denver. Yeah. And I know right now that Paul uh, Millsap and Jamal Murray are out with injuries right now, and that happens in every NBA season for every team. Yep. You miss guys for certain stretches of time. But when Denver is fully healthy, they they platoon their guys, and they play routinely pretty balanced minutes, I think, throughout that entire lineup. Mm. And having a guy like Michael Porter emerge has really helped kind of help that out in a way i think with mike conley returning now the jazz are deeper than they ever have been when he's fully healthy i wonder if the jazz can balance minutes a little bit more and yeah you may not start per se come you may not get that start to start the game mm-hmm. but you'll play almost an equal amount of minutes as maybe some of the starters 
in some of these games. Does that make sense? Yeah, we'll see. The I don't know if the Jazz will go with maybe the platoon style where it's like five guys in, five I, guys I out. I'm not guessing. Because I'm not, I'm not they try to rotate yeah. starters yeah. much more heavily. But, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, stagger it almost where yeah. the minutes end up balanced at the end of the night. Yeah. And you play the hot hand in, the, in that finishing lineup, et cetera. If you have a guy who's really going off who's not traditionally in your finishing lineup, say George Nying is having yeah. a good night, he finishes the game versus another night where, yeah, it's Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell who are finishing the game. I wonder yeah. as how long as that Gobert plays 36 Correct. minutes a well, night. And he's the one guy that's <laughs> kind of accepted from this yes. because Rudy is he's, the captain he's of amazing. that defense. He's so amazing, and uh, it's so fun to watch him play. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah so there, Conley looks like he may be coming off the bench tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say don't expect that to be a regular the permanent thing, thing yeah. but uh, minutes restric- restriction off the bench. All right, Jake. How did you hurt yourself, and how are you dad of the year? I'm okay. confused at how those two things coincide. <laughs> so Monday night, obviously, was the um, college football playoff national championship. Uh, congratulations to LSU, by the way. I think a well-deserved national championship mm-hmm. there for them. But that night, um, I was planning on watching the game, and my wife, uh, she's like, what do you want to do for dinner? <laughs> are you serious, Eric? Yes. Right oh, here we go. Okay. Inspirational this is your music. theme song, yes. I like it. Anyways, I'm um, so I went to go get pizza from Pizza Hut, which is pretty near my house uh-huh. there in Saratoga Springs, and I took my son with me. So we get out of the car, we walk into Pizza Hut. How old's your son? He is one and a half. Okay. He's 18 months old. So No, he's past one. Yeah. I'm going to put my foot down here. It's, Once a child hits one years old, I've, they are I've, one. I've been told it's it's two years old no, when that switches I refuse off. to I don't know, accept but that. He's a year and a half old. Okay. He looks like he's three. He's gigantic. But uh, I'm holding him as we're walking Future out of Future O-Lineman. That's what the hope the, is. Yeah. Or something, something that yeah. makes money that can do my <laughs> retirement plan. Anyway. And, but we're walking out of the restaurant, and I've got uh, the pizza in one hand. i got two pizzas in one hand. I'm holding him in the other because he did not want to walk at that point. He's like, I don't want to be carried. I'm like, so I'm, okay, this will be fun. So I'm carrying both of them as I kind of balance out the store. And I take two steps on the sidewalk, and there's a curb that drops down into the parking lot. <laughs> so I step off, and unbeknownst to me, now looking back at it, there is a part of it that's asphalt. There's another part of it that is um, concrete, and they're uneven there. Right, as it happens. Yeah. My right foot steps down, hits Ooh, the uneven, right on the, almost that, the cr- edge. That, that edge, that crack area right there, and rolls over. Oh, my mom broke her foot on one of those. Uh, well, Lloyd Cole broke his foot doing that at yeah. his house. Yeah. So. I roll it oh, over. I forgot Lloyd broke his foot. Yeah, so uh-huh. I and my 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 ankle just collapses uh-huh. on that. I and I'm holding my son. The only thought in my head is, don't drop your son. Don't drop the pizza. <laughs> so I drop on my left knee and just shred my pants. <laughs> my knee is all gashed. It's like completely flayed open. I'm just. I gotta my, say, at that point, you may want to sacrifice the pizza. I well, the thing is, I actually did <laughs> sacrifice the pizza. I didn't sacrifice my son. I landed <laughs> on the pizza as well. No, but son came out Take of it. None knees. worse for the wear. None worse for the wear. <laughs> I get home. My wife was not there to see it. She swears she would have. She should have gone with me. Thank yes, you. Yes, Thank good you roll. That's how you. That's how you roll out of that. Yeah, but roll. I kind of drag myself to my car. I get in the car. I get home, and I'm like trying to walk up the stairs. My right ankle is just destroyed. And your legs just... It's bleeding. Are you everything. bleeding everywhere? It's like, she's like... Did you get the pizza? Oh, yeah. I got the, the pizza. It's okay. No, I'm smashed. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's yeah. still edible, obviously. But we get into the house. My is like, what happened to you? <laughs> and I tell her. And for about the next 15 minutes, she just laughed. And every time she looked at me, she laughed harder. So oh, that's why, I, that's why I liked your wife. 
My son is happy as can be. He kind of looked at me like weird, like, why are we, Dad, why are you kneeling down in the road? He What's didn't going get on? it. He's he, a year old. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like looking at you like, but he did not get injured. I got myself injured. My right ankle still not 100%. My left knee still pretty cut up, but saved my son from getting any injuries. <laughs> That's a good story, Jake. Yeah, that was so, yeah. So let's put it this way. I just can imagine just you walking out of the door feeling so accomplished. You've got pizza. Uh huh. You've got your and we got into the grocery store. Your wonderful son next to you. You're you're a dad. You got your pizza. Uh You're feeling good about life. Yeah. Because nothing feels better than a good hot pizza. And I'm in. It's a pretty busy parking lot. I guarantee there were multiple people. And I'm. Did anyone stop to help you? No, nobody. And I I guarantee the people in the in the restaurant, like the the pizza place right behind me, saw exactly what happened. Or probably just like. Just laughing their their butts off about it. So hey, I probably would have laughed. Oh, I don't blame anybody because it was pretty comical looking back at it. So there you go. That's my that's my story from this week. Oh, do you think uh, Pizza Hut has security cameras? Uh, probably. I would. In, I would guess so. Most places oh, do. I would point. pay to see that video. Oh, gosh, I, I, but I, I, essentially that night. I sat on the couch, watched <laughs> the game with ice on my knee, uh, ice on my ankle, and then obviously I had my knee. So, in, how so. many uh, new words did your son lo- uh, learn? Um, well, I hope like he didn't a learn Lloyd, any. Like a Lloyd Cole situation where <laughs> he didn't repeat anything. That's, that's okay. That yeah, way. he didn't so repeat it. He may have heard a couple of things, <laughs> but he, he did not repeat them like Lloyd Cole situation, which I'm terrified of. The the poo poo words, as we call them around the house, have to be very judiciously. I got news for you. Uh-huh. Are they going to public school? Yeah. They're going to learn some I'm words. I'm fully aware of that, but i just saying. They They're going to learn a lot of things from their peers. Protect them as long as I can. Let's put it that way. No, they need to learn. the. This world is harsh and cruel, and <laughs> people is. say bad words. It is. but yeah, That's so a great story. That Jake. was my story from this week. So if you see me limping around a little bit, now you know why. So no, those that, that asphalt to curb thing. That can be gnarly, man. And I, so I, I turned around once I put my son in the car. We had to go across the parking lot to get him in the car. I turned around and kind of looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, I stepped right in the one spot that you should not step. Honestly, in. that is something that would happen to Austin. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Just like I, that is such a that is such a like, like he has the worst luck in the world. Well, I, see, I was terrified because I remember Lloyd because Lloyd broke his foot doing this. And yeah. Lloyd, if he's listening, I'm sure he can fill this in. He stepped on a, around his house. I think it was outside of his house. Yeah. And he stepped just in the wrong spot yeah. and broke his foot doing that. And I was terrified that I had done something serious because my ankle swole up pretty good that night. But it swells up. You tear an ACL. Oh, that's, that's all. That would be the worst news. But I, so far, it's been fairly sore. I think we just got away with a sprained ankle. and <laughs> We'll move on from here. That is hilarious. Well, yeah. you you didn't look any worse for wear today, though. Oh, I, it's well, it's, it, it was Monday, so I've had a few days to recover from it. But let's put it this way: I like I got I got in the car, I was driving home. I'm like, I guarantee every person <laughs> who just saw that, I just made their day. I really want to. And my wife probably right now, you. if she's listening, she's probably laughing again about oh. it. So there she's you go. the best. She is the best. She, you probably deserve to be laughed at. Although you, at that moment, you're probably like, "Will you please stop laughing at me?" It's all right. I just want to watch LSU in peace. It's all right. That's it was, funny. It was uh, a fun event. Uh, well, technical foul on you for stepping on that yeah. part of the curb. And speaking yep. of, we'll have those coming up next. Jake has a theme to his. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that on the other side, and then uh, top of the two, 
uh, 2 o'clock hour, we will let you hear from Kalani Sataki, head coach BYU football. A lot of interesting things to say in uh, his interview with DJ and PK, Jake. Yeah. So we want to let people hear from Yeah, him. the idea of it is a little bit of a retrospective on the 2019 season, what he took away from it, and also a little bit of a look ahead to what's coming up this offseason. Yeah, big. They, they, they got a lot of things to do down there at BYU, Correct. especially with this um, schedule coming up next season. So we'll talk about that. Also, Gary Anderson was on the station. We'll let you hear from him as well. But coming up next, technical fouls here on the Saturday show, 1280-975 and the, uh, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Let's go live. We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and Aggies, even on the weekend. The weekend. You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome back to the Saturday show. We are live today on location at Tim Dolly Nissan here in Murray, 4528 South State Street. Come on by. We've got some jazz gear to give away. Got Salt Lake City Stars tickets if you want to go out and watch the G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz in action out there at Salt Lake Community College. Love to see you guys say hi. But, of course, this is technical fouls where we uh, highlight people's stupidity, I guess yes. I should say, on, in both sports and sometimes in non-sports fashion. Mine, both of mine today have a theme revolving around them, Kay. and that is butt slapping. <laughs> and you're probably, if you've been paying attention this week, you're probably aware of what I'm talking about. But Monday night, in the aftermath of LSU's win, there was a security guard at the, at the Superdome there in New Orleans who was going around the LSU locker room threatening to arrest LSU players and staffers who were smoking cigars in, the, in their post-game celebration. And mm-hmm. Say what you will, okay, I feel like it's a Paul Blart moment. Like, I'm, I'm a security guard. I'm going to lay down the law yeah, on you yeah, guys. Yeah. But Odell Beckham Jr., of course, Cleveland Browns star wide receiver, a former LSU Tiger who got his alma mater in trouble because he's handing out money on the field after that game, reaches Fake out. Fake money, but no, it was no, real money. It's real money yes. now. Don't worry. Yeah. They tried to play off. No, it was novelty catch. Yeah, okay, sure it was. But in the aftermath of that, that security guard, he reaches out and slaps the security guard on the butt almost as like a – Hey, dude. Well, I think it was a police officer. He's a security guard, officially, according to Oh, okay. But after this, um, after this all went down, the New Orleans Police Department issued an arrest warrant for simple assault on Odell Beckham Jr. Well, okay. Uh, that seemed like a little bit of a harsh, but the security guard wanted to press charges. Coming out today, though, that the New Orleans Police Department might rescind that arrest warrant after the security guard thought better of pursuing charges against Odell Beckham. Yeah, like, uh, the, I have a technical foul here okay. as well. Like, don't slap the guy. Yeah, that's If dumb. you're Odell, don't yeah. do that. That that's is, te- like, yeah. that's, you know, he doesn't want to be touched it's by It's simple you. assault. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. But I thought maybe in a, a, a warrant was a little bit of overkill. <laughs> yeah. But you can certainly, you know, give the guy a citation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but but they, had a, they had a rest warrant out for him. It sounds like they might rescind that this weekend at some point, but... Kind of funny there. But then, just to extend the misery of Cleveland sports fans, last night in a game between the Cavaliers and the Memphis Grizzlies, Tristan Thompson got ejected from their game in the third quarter for what? Slapping the butt of Jay Crowder during a free throw attempt. 
I, yeah, I couldn't believe he got ejected. Ken Maurer, after the game, said it was nothing that he said. It was simply just the, the butt slap got him ejected <laughs> from the game with his second technical in the game. Of course, their former oh, teammates in Cleveland. It was his second technical. Yeah. It wasn't a straight ejection. But he says Maurer said the second technical foul was not for anything either player said, quote, just simply the butt slap, unquote. And That's a great quote, by the way. <laughs> Tristan Thompson says he's, quote, definitely calling the Players Association to appeal that. <laughs> Obviously, you don't want to pay the fine if you don't have to. I don't know if he's going to win the appeal, though. I don't know either. But because I don't know. Because yeah. if, if, if that's deemed worthy of a technical foul and the reason you were ejected because it's your second one, yeah. then I don't know if you're going to win that yeah. appeal. But that's hilarious. So if you're a Cleveland sports fan or just anybody in general, let's just avoid slapping people on the butt. Yes. Uh, Jake, mine is just – I don't know your thoughts on it, but the the continuing spiral of the Houston Astros and the Stein ceiling saga. It's kind of funny what's going on here. Three this, managers have lost their jobs. Yes, three guys are out of their jobs. The GM lost his. The GM. Yeah. Um, now there's rumors that Altuve was wearing a like wearing a wire. He was wearing a buzzer. Well, how else do you explain? Don't touch my jersey yes. as he's running into home plate. Well, I was just I, my wife got mad at me last time. Okay then, yeah. buddy. And the, at that time, so we played that audio on uh-huh. the audio vault when yes. that act, when that game happened. Ken Rosenthal, and, the interview. Yeah. Okay. And we all, all Tony Austin and I were like, "This is just weird. Like, why that guy he, always has his shirt off? He'd like, why?" Gone into the locker room yeah. and came back out to do the interview. Yeah. And you guys can deny what you want. I'm what I'm st- a bizarre story. And there yeah. is cheating, and then there's going to very long lengths to yeah. cheat. Well, yeah, we've seen the New England Patriots get busted for Spygate, and they may have round two of that this year with the whole Cincinnati situation that they had going on. This is just next level because you won a a World Series championship, the first in your franchise's history, if I'm not mistaken. Uh And it comes out that, yes, you you had a highly sophisticated level of cheating going on that was organized by your bench coach, enabled by your manager and your GM, and these players knew about it as well. Yeah. And I don't know how they expected it. Just did they just like, not not all those players are going to play for the Astros forever. Mike Fears, who got uh, was that they just think everyone's going to keep their mouth shut to get a to, well. According to, to people, a World Series title, there was there were rumors going around locker rooms that some of these former players were letting people know what was happening. Yeah. But Mike Fears went public with it. I actually have a technical foul on it was Jessica Mendoza, mm-hmm. the ESPN uh, analyst for Baseball Tonight. Her saying that she didn't want it to go public. I'm like. What do you expect these guys to do? Yeah. To just sit on it and be like, you know what? We're, we're totally cool with getting beat in the World Series or the American League Championship uh, Series. and you Because know. they were cheating. And yeah. I'm sure Kershaw is totally cool with that. And you look at Kershaw's yeah, his split numbers. in yeah. the 2017 World Series. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So it is a massive technical foul. It has been kind of funny how this uh, – it feels like the MLB thought, okay – by announcing these uh, suspensions for uh, Je- Jeff Lunau and um, AJ Hinch, the GM and the manager from the from the Astros, who ultimately got fired by their owner, they felt like they were putting a capper on this, and it only has just served to kick oh, off yeah, a week's <laughs> worth of just is, everything. Going and I on. just expect this story to continue to get more and more bizarre. Yeah, it, well, because I did not expect the him wearing a buzzer thing to happen. And that looks the trash can smashing was strange enough. Okay, and yeah. He, Two taps, fastball, one tap, breaking yeah. like, yeah, so weird. And you have a person, and like you can see it. And the best part is, is the smoking gun of it all. I felt like was their own camera of their dugout <laughs> yeah. there has the laptop sitting there with the trash can and 
whatever instrument they're using to hit the trash yeah. can right there on their own like clubhouse cam. Yeah. Man, I Houston's get got what's coming to them. I am actually still a little bit stunned that Major League Baseball didn't um, just take the World Series title away from them. They still could. They still I, could. I, I don't kind think of expect, going, I think they might. You think they might? I, I think don't there's think there's going to be a vacated title, but I, we'll see. I don't think that Major League Baseball wants to become the NCAA and vacate stuff like that. It's just kind of my gut feeling on it. Yeah. I'd like to see them vacate it because I feel like it was one cheating, and that's it. Cheating's at every level, Adrian. You know this, but anybody that played baseball, the guy on second base, if you can pick up the signals from the catcher to the to the pitcher, mm-hmm. good on you. That's. Okay, in that case, that's on the catcher and the pitcher to switch up their signals and be able to yeah. confuse you. But when you're using cameras that are looking and then you have guys hitting trash cans or you have a buzzer that's in a guy's armpit to let them know when a pitch is coming, that's the level where you're like, okay, that's a little, that's a bit much. Yeah, a little much. All right, uh, Eric had a technical file before we hit a break. Yeah, uh, so I watch a lot of hockey. And uh, earlier this week, the Boston Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers went to a shootout. Brad Marchand had to score to put the game on the line, and here's what happened. Brad Marchand must score to keep the game going. Marchand overskates the puck. He touched it, though, with his stick. What's the ruling? The officials get together. He moved it forward. If he touched the puck with his stick, that's going to count. He did move it forward. What an ending this would be. Flyers are off the bench, but there's been no call made yet. No goal. It's over. (laughs) Martian flubs it. And the Flyers win in the shootout. 6-5 is your final. I'm not sure these fans can have any sweeter an ending than that. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I watch a lot of hockey, but I have never seen anything like that, and I hate the shootout, so that was the perfect way for a shootout to end. I know. The, the thing about that that's so funny is that that's a professional hockey player that probably has done that a thousand times, or millions of times probably, Yeah. just picking up a puck as he's skating by. It's almost mis- like, misses, it, it misses it, second nature thing, yeah. just misses, and uh, it was amazing. And it, yeah, game over at that yep, point. It's over. pretty embarrassing, though, yep. all things, but – Still funny all the, all the same. All right, uh, coming up on the other side, we will let you hear from Kalani Sataki, head coach at BYU. We'll get Jake's thoughts on what he had to say, and uh, then we'll let you hear from Gary Anderson later on in the show as well. Of course, the Jazz take on the Kings tonight. We'll get into that matchup a little bit uh, throughout the rest of the show. We're here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. Really easy to find right here. Um, and uh, come see us. We've got some shirts left. Mm-hmm. We've got some beautiful cars in front of us. Is that an Altima right there? Yep. It's a good-looking car. Those Altima, we just talked to uh, someone who came in is picking up an Altima. Yep. Uh, excited about that all-wheel drive. And uh, so come down. Come. There's a lot of people here. They're ready to help you out get into a Nissan today. So come check us out down here at Tim Daly Nissan and get a shirt while you're here and Stars tickets. Uh, Kalani Sataki coming up next here on the Saturday show on the Zone Sports Network.